Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with Will and Kev of the Four Man Rush. How y'all doing, fellas? All right, all right, all right. Considering we just take it was just, we just took his L on Sunday, you know we're, we're still doing all right. Um, we still got football coming up, and it's a short week, so we get football quickly, uh, so we can also hopefully rebound quickly and get back on a winning streak. Um, there's talk about Christian McCaffrey coming back at coming back in this game. We'll, we'll talk about that briefly. Um, we'll give a quick recap of the Saints game, and then we'll talk about the Atlanta game. Um, <laughs> poor Atlanta. Lord have mercy. <laughs> they give up more comebacks than Rambo movies, but I'm telling you, God almighty. Ah! Get the coach fired and they still can't win the game. What the hell? Anyway. <laughs> so, um, thanks for joining us for the Four Man Rush podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on to your hats. We're about to talk about Panther football. Will Harris. Um, let's uh, just do a quick recap of the Saints game, man. I, I know you. <laughs> now you don't want to talk talk too in depth about it, man. Don't don't get don't don't hurt them too bad, bro. Um, just 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 uh, give us your quick thoughts on the Saints game. Hey, you know, you rewatch the game, you know, see the film, see you know, kind of where the breakdowns were. And I just think the man, their defensive performance was just bad all around. I mean, you know, and. You just can't really point to one guy or one position group as to why it's just the way it is. They can't get off the field. I thought the tackling was poor. The gap discipline was atrocious. And, I mean, it's just the way the Saints are able to convert, what, 12 out of 14 third downs. I mean, that I mean, stuff like that's just unacceptable. I think I mean, they set some record, I think, in terms of third down conversion percentage I want to say I think the number of plays we ran on offense was close to a franchise low if not setting the record I mean these things are just I mean if you look at to how you how this game was close I mean I'm just amazed at why we were still able to have a chance at the end there but you know getting more specific on defense just what I saw I just think with the zone scheme I mean I don't understand why Phil Snow plays so much zone you know we Mm -hmm. don't have the personnel to match up in man coverage across the board but just because you play a heavy zone you know cover two cover three and mix up your zones like that doesn't mean the goal is not to give up catches i mean either way i mean you still got to read the routes read the quarterback react and make plays on the ball and try to force turnovers you know there's no defense out there where the intent is to allow completions the way we're doing I mean, and then just Breeze just sitting back there so comfortable, guys finding soft spots in the zone so easily. I mean, it's, it didn't matter who he put it. I could have go play receiver out there and 
got open in that zone coverage and made some things happen. So we got to get that tightened up, especially on this short week. I don't think, you know, as far as offense, the way Atlanta struggles, I mean, offensively, they can still do some damage now. So, I mean, on this short, we got to get that straightened up, especially on this short week. Um, I thought against the run as well, just poor gap discipline, poor tackling. Um, Again. What stands out, I mean, third and 14, you know, we said it was a first and 20. We give up six yards, and eventually it's third and 14. We have a tackle right there to get off the field, and we give up, miss a tackle, and Kamara runs and converts that. So, I mean, I just think, you know, it's just time to regroup and try to see how we can get better on that side of the ball. I mean, the positives, I mean, for whatever it's worth, I thought Derek Brown had one of his better games, although you can't really tell on the stat sheet. He did a lot of things, controlling the line of scrimmage, winning his one-on-one battles. It's just when he, one guy does his job and others don't, it just doesn't really stand out the way it should. I thought Zach Kerr had a pretty decent game as well. And surprise, surprise, I mean, I think Sahir Whitehead probably had his best game as a Panther. I mean, not setting the bar high, obviously, because he's been so <laughs> terrible in one through six. But I thought he made – I mean, he did do some good things. He shot the gap on a couple plays, had a couple stops, um, wasn't a liability like he has been in the past. So hopefully, you know, he's starting to get comfortable in the scheme and can play better. Uh, Shaq Thompson, I mean, he – he just doesn't look comfortable or confident out there. He's not playing fast. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe because Luke Keekley's not there telling him where the ball's going, who's getting the ball, and where to go. He's just not thinking too much and not being able to play fast downhill like he's accustomed to. Um. So, you know, man, and I, and I, I also want to give a shout-out to the rookie. I thought Sam Franklin for his first start, you know, he wasn't really so up on the stat sheet, but I thought he played with a high energy level, was – you know, had a good angle on a – made some tackles, uh, was flying around a lot around the football. So I thought he played okay for his first start. And Jeremy Chen as well. I just like what I see from him. So there are some positives, don't get me wrong, but just collectively as a unit, we just have to get better. Offensively, I thought this was one of our better offensive performances. We had explosive plays. We had some long drives that we were able to finish. I just think, you know, we – so much pressure is on this offense to be so perfect because we don't get a lot of opportunities. Because I looked at some stats right before um, the podcast today, which I'm going to pull up right now. In terms of offensive drives, we have 22nd in the league in number of drives offensively, so we're not getting a lot of opportunities. Mm. <clears throat> but mm-hmm. we're, making a, we're capitalizing on the opportunities we do get. We're fourth in yards per drive. Wow. 14th in points per drive, 11th in drive success rate, but our average starting field position is 25th. So you can see the offense is being put in tough positions and not given a lot of opportunities. Defensively, it's a, a flip it. You know, we're 10th in number of drives, so they're on the field a lot. 24th in yards per drive, 22nd in points per drive, 25th in drive success rate, and 26th in field position. So... I just think the way with this defense not being able to get off the field is putting so much pressure on our offense to be perfect and finish every drive. So you just got to get better, man. I mean, the Saints punter was on the sideline, you know, eating popcorn the whole game. He didn't even get whole to game. play. <laughs> whole game. So that's all I got to say, man. It's just ugh, <sighs> ready to move on. <laughs> word, word. 
Yeah, great breakdown. Kev, um, what's your thoughts, man? Yeah, well, for me, when I look back at this game, I just see a chance to where the Panthers could have could have um, could have won this game in spite of all the um, I need to use the term because he's no longer here, but just simply missed opportunities. Uh, <laughs> Piece of Coach Rivera, man. Right, right. Who, by the way, we we, we show love here to Four Man Rush. He on yesterday he completed his final. Uh, cancer treatment. He got to ring the bell. So um, leaving the um, cancer treatment clinic up there in the D.C. area. So shouts out to Coach Rivera for still keep pounding, even though he's no longer with us. You know, he kicked cancer in the ass and he no longer has to take cancer treatment. So right much on. love to you, Coach. We, right you know, we, we always think about you. Um, but, yeah, and just watching the All-22 that came out, I'm just seeing that we're just – on so many plays, we're just – if one more person would have blocked right, if one more person would have ran this route correctly, if – this is the ultimate team game. It, it takes everybody doing their job for there to be success. Yeah. Now, granted, it's 11 people on the other side whose job is to make sure that you're not successful, and I get that. You're not going to win every single battle, but when the opportunities are there – the openings are there for you to create chances. You got to capitalize on it. Yes, I get that we're in a rebuild and new regime and all that, but football is a game that these players have been doing since most of them probably since they were kids. It's still the same thing. Um, t- overall, just looking at the, the play in the trenches here, um, this was one of the worst games as far as run blocking goes. Uh, we only ran the ball 14 times for 37 yards. Let me say that again. We ran the ball 14 times for 37 yards. 37 yards for the game. For the whole game. That's 2.6. I mean. How much of that was on scrambles? <laughs> Truth well, be told. For Teddy, two carries for uh, 10 yards. His longest was five, whatever that counts for. But listen to this. Mike Davis, seven carries, 12 yards. Trenton Cannon, one Kevin, uh, one carry, seven yards. Well, Curtis Samuels made the most of his, one carry, five yards for that touchdown. Um, Miles Hartsfield, who, who plays also defensive back for us, he got a couple of snaps at running back, two carries for two yards, and they gave it to Armour, one carry for one yard. So those are 14 carries that led up to the 37 yards. Uh, one touchdown, the longest run of the day was seven yards. As offensive lineman, that that's you can't get too much more worse than that. You you know, only thing worse than that is having negative yards, mm-hmm. which thirty seven yards. You damn sure you're not you're not too far from it with that type mm-hmm. of performance. We understand that we don't have the most powerful, nastiest offensive lineman, but we've seen this offensive line also put in work to where. Openings um, were available to for our running backs to hit holes. We know that Mike Davis is better than 12 yards. Um, mm-hmm. You know here, hell, even when Curtis Summer got a few carries, you know I've seen him. You know better do more. I don't know that you know Joe Brady was seeing opportunities and just wanted to call more pass plays. But you know Will brought it up. We had a franchise low for uh, offensive plays. We only had 42 yep. plays for the whole game, folks. Yeah. 28 passes, 14 runs, 2-to-1 ratio. 
And with that, and to only lose by three on the road, again, just one of the few negatives you take is this team, they will scrap, they will claw, they will use duct tape, whatever it takes, scotch tape, whatever it takes to try to piece together enough effort to try to at least give ourselves a chance to win. So when I look at it from that perspective, in spite of everything that I mentioned that went wrong, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's that's the main – that's the only positive I can have is that this team just is find some way to still put itself in position at the end. Uh, the stats aren't, aren't are really telling how, but, you know, that's just a f- team. That's just signs of uh, the team is playing to the attitude of their coach, which is Matt Rule. Okay. Uh, from a defensive line standpoint – you know, good and bad. Uh, once again, Brian Burns is showing why he's emerging as one of the league's premier uh, edge rushers from the defensive end position. Uh, he had seven tackles, and uh, he dropped ones all the way across. Uh, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass defense, uh, one quarterback hit. Um, but he, uh, he has several other hurries even though Breeze only had seven incompletions because he was uh, 29 for 36. Mm. But, you know, uh, Brian Burns was uh, the only one providing enough constant heat from the outside. Because when we look at the opposite of uh, Brian Burns, I mean, my God, mm. Stephen Weatherly, where, where where are you, sir? Yeah, he's been missing for the past three weeks. Three? No, he's been missing all year. I, <laughs> I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I think Will. Will, how many total tackles does he have? And he's, if not started, got a lot of snaps every game. Any something, something like eight, nine tackles or something like that. Yeah, something hmm. like eight tackles. We got like seven quarterback hurries with like eight tackles, no sacks, hmm. no forced fumbles. And he just pretty no, much no, no. factor. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this was someone that I, when I saw him filming when we got from Minnesota, I was excited about. It. I was one of the people to like. Hey, you know, this is guy played well. I mean, we have Viking. I know Viking fans who who are like sad to see this guy go. So I, I don't know whether, you know, once he secured the twelve million dollars for the two years, I, I'm not sure what it is, but I'm looking at his stat line. One tackle, that's it. Nothing not not zeros all the way across. And yeah, the, his know, first the first two weeks the first two weeks he he showed some flashes of, you know, being in the being in the mix of things, following the ball, things of that nature, but he's He's been a ghost since then. Right. So, I mean, you know, for someone that's come, that was counted on to be a, con- a contributor and, you know, somewhat of a veteran to this defensive line, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm highly disappointed in what I'm saying. Personally, I, I would like to see more reps for Marquise Haynes, you know, you know, until, you know, we can get, um, you know, your two gross models back. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's just, you know, it. Um like I say, Dave Brown, his stats not going to make you think he had an impact, but as Will already stated, he did. He had one tackle, but uh, he was very disruptive passing lane-wise, uh, moving the quarterback off the pocket. Um, Zach Kerr, same thing. Um, I think he's leading the team in quarterback hits, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he has nice, like maybe nine or ten so far. So, nice. you know, for someone that a lot of fans don't really know much about, he's number 92. He's definitely someone that, you know, when he gets his rep, when he gets enough reps, he's he putting stuff on the board. Uh, I see Bravion Roy slowly, you know, starting to get his footing. He's still having some issues. You know, he does have them short arms, but I mean, when he when he able to get leverage and 
and execute properly. He's definitely someone that makes uh, makes an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just just from a trenches point of view, it um, it was just disappointing from a, a run blocking point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, pass blocking, we only gave up one sack, but boy did that sack come at the worst time. Boy did it. Jeez, I mean, you know, when you look at it, you're like, oh, the Panthers only gave up one sack for eight yards. I mean, the line played great. They played great for 59 minutes and mm. about 50 seconds. That one play, <laughs> one play is, you know, what put us in a position to where we had to attempt a 65 yard NFL record had it been made. And it only missed, folks, by, they said by literally two inches is what, what uh, Joey Slob missed it by. So anyone that's, had any blame uh, on Joey Sly, you know, please turn a stool upside down and go sit on it because you clearly, you know, don't, you clearly just looking to blame someone that had absolutely nothing. I mean, how often do you see 60-yard field goals, much less the all-time record of 65 being made? So, you know, have several seats on that upside-down chair for us. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, but you know that's just all I have to say. It's just uh, the the line play. You know, we just you know it's just it's just gotta it's just, it's gotta be better and it's gotta be consistent. Period. It starts in the trenches and it ends in the trenches, ladies and gentlemen. That's a fact, Jack. Um, so uh, let's talk about these the uh, player movements, uh, more like player cuts. <laughs> That have happened over the past 24 hours. Um, I, we were talking about that prior to uh, uh, prior to the start of recording, man. Um, I know we lost a couple of players. Um, uh, Will, uh, you want to talk about the uh, the the uh, offensive player that we lost? And uh, and Kev, you can speak up, speak on uh, old Eli. Yesterday they cut. Uh... Seth Roberts, the wide receiver, number 15. Uh, according to uh, Joe Person, they were trying to shop him and trade him before the deadline. And I guess they had no buyers. Hmm. Uh, so he eventually just got released yesterday. I mean, I, ironically, he was just picked up by Green Bay today on their Packers squad. Damn. But, um, I mean, I don't, I'm not in the locker room or in the meeting rooms. I don't know why specifically he was cut. But just as a fan watching the game, you see some things. And watching the live game, you know, you can see Teddy and DJ and Curtis telling him where to line up, and he's just running all over the place, unsure where to go. Um, and then yesterday I, I saw a great film piece from a QB film room on Twitter where late in the game, on the game-winning drive, we're trying to make a play vertically, and Seth Roberts runs the wrong route. You know, he's supposed to run a deep over into the open area of the field, and he runs straight into the safety. And couldn't get himself open, so Teddy had to eat the ball, roll out of the pocket, and throw the ball away, and it was a wasted down. So if I were to guess, it just didn't seem like he ever got acclimated into the offense. I know he had some injuries in camp, missed some practice time. And, you know, when he was on the field, he just didn't really – wasn't really making an impact. I just think, you know, like Matt Rule said, this is in evaluation year. And he just wants guys, you know, to see what he has on the roster. So I just think it's a great opportunity for young guys like Brandon Zilstra to step up now. Good point. Good point. Um, and on the uh, defensive side of the football, we lost somebody that, well, you know, I know some people were excited about when we picked him up. Um, 
Who, who, what happened to Mr. Apple, bro? Well, for Mr. Apple, it was <laughs> kind of a savage move here by Coach Rule. Um, during practice on Tuesday, uh, you know, Eli Apple made it uh, made it known that uh, he felt like that he couldn't go. So Rule's like, "All right, we'll go inside and you know get treated, get see yourself for treatment." And sure enough, he left practice to go get treated. And a few hours later, he got that infamous call to a. Uh, Hey, bring your playbook up here. We got to talk to you. <laughs> you know, they uh, he was released. Like, <laughs> like, damn, coach. <laughs> you, you could you, you could tell that he uh, he's been around Bill Parcells. That's that's one of his cycle. That's that's old Bill Parcells type move right there. Um, you know, I like the fact that Rue does you know keeps open competition and and things like that. But he also has a, a no nonsense. Uh, tolerance for just just incons- inconsistent consistencies. I mean, Eli Apple, since he's been here, he's he spent more time in the training room than on the field. Thanks. You know, he got injured his uh, this hamstring, whatever reason. They just didn't want to work with him down here. He, you know, he spent a majority of it in training camp um, dealing with it. He started the season off on short-term IR with it. Uh, he did come back in um, – I think week four against the uh, against the Cardinals, um, he played his most snaps uh, this past week against the um, against the Saints, where he uh, had 28 snaps. Uh, he actually made four tackles in that game, but you know just the fact that uh, you know your best availability your best ability is availability. What we hear, and he was someone that wasn't available to be available for us here, so. Um, I look at his opportunity for our young guys to seize the reps. And, you know, I'm looking at guys like, uh, you know, Stanley, um, um, Stanley Tolliver, Oliver, uh, Stanley, what's it? Stanley, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about? STO. Yeah. The guy, Mm. the guy, the young guy we drafted set rounds. I think it's Stanley Tolliver or Oliver or whatever. But anyway, guys like him, um, Troy Pride Jr., um, you know, Corn Elder, uh, you know, we got Rasul Douglas. I mean, this is opportunity for them to uh, to step up and and provide some, you know, quality depth. Uh, we still don't know if uh, Rasul Douglas is going to get off the COVID list enough time to play uh, this coming um, Thursday night game against mm-hmm. the Falcons. So, you know, the re- release of Eli Apple is just an opportunity for for uh, for the uh, young guys to. Uh, take advantage of open reps and to show what it can do is like, like, like it's been said, this is an evaluation process. So, Hey, let's see what you can do. Our only prime time game of the year. Somebody's got to step up. Who wants that opportunity? Real talk. Real talk. And speaking of opportunity Thursday, we have an opportunity to take another W in the old division column. So, uh, Atlanta bank of America, Thursday night football folks, what the hell is going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say what's going to happen. Um, you know, short weeks are crazy anyway. But, you know, Atlanta, once again, in Atlanta style, uh, Atlanta fashion, gave up another uh, comeback win. And, um, you know, new coaching staff, practically, or new head of the head of the coaching staff, whatnot, this, that, and the third. Um, well, we're going to talk about that real quick. 
Um, of course, we've already played Atlanta. We took that W from them in Atlanta. Now they're coming up north to Charlotte. Uh, Will, just if you could speak uh, speak quickly on the uh, uh, defensive side of the football, what we could do, and um, we'll talk about the offensive side of the football with you, Kev. Well, in the first game, I thought we had a mixed bag on defense. I mean, for the first time, we were able to disrupt Matt Ryan a little bit, holding him to low yards per attempt. I think we got to him. Brian Burns had a strip fumble. We were able to force a turnover. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he came along a little bit in the second half when they were playing from behind, almost tied the game. But, I mean, overall, I was pleased with the pass defense in that first game, I thought the run defense was atrocious. I mean, Ty Gurley made him look like he was back in 2017. Gurley, the way he was just able to run through us. I mean, their backup running back even had some success against us. I think that's my biggest concern about this game. I don't think it's anything fancy or any fancy breakdowns or anything like that going into it. It's just can we stop the run, maintain proper gap discipline, tackle, and get off the field, give our offense some more opportunities. I mean, there's really nothing more to it. I mean, we're in week, what, eight now? We're still yeah. having the same problems that, and I know, that we had in, against the Raiders. I mean, and I know, you know, it's a young team and all of that. You know, they're still learning how to play together, learning the system, yada, 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 you know, in a rebuild year. But you at least want to see guys get better as the season goes on. They're going to start to click and start to play better football and, gain some momentum so we can have something to look forward to next year. But, I mean, it's seeing the run defense, the same thing every week, just getting gassed like this, you know. It's, they're going to get tired of this at some point. Exactly. And, I mean, it's just – and it's really nothing fancy about it. It's, you know, maintain your gap. Don't get blown off the ball. I mean, linebackers have to read and react quicker, you know, and just be where you're supposed to be. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing because, I mean, I think in the second half against Atlanta, the first game, we only had three offensive possessions. And I think we punted twice, and then the last possession was great. We were able to control the clock. But when we should have blew them out. That should have been we a should've. blowout. But, but they just came out in the second half, ran the ball, set the tone, and just kept our offense on the sideline. So I just think it's a question of, can we just get off the damn field? You know, I want to see, I want to see DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel go out there and make plays. I mean, if we get Christian McCaffrey back, I want to see CMC in action. I'm not trying to watch to hear Whitehead and Trey miss tackles all that all night, man. Get off the damn field. Mm -hmm. So that's the, um, I mean, that's basically, you know, where it comes down to me with the defenses, you know, can they stop the run? and get off the field. And I think we're in for a bigger challenge this week against Atlanta than we were the first game because guess who's coming back? Julio Jones is expected to play Thursday. Oh, but, I mean, that's another challenge that our defense is going to have to face. You know, Jones and Ridley likely are going to be on the field together again. So, you know, man, it, it's, it's just time to buckle up and start to show some improvement on this side of the ball, man. I mean, it's – getting ridiculous at this point. It's our inability to stop teams on third down. I think we're 31st in the league mm -hmm. on third down conversion percentage, just how easily quarterbacks are able to slice up our zone defense. I mean, you watch Nick Foles last night compared to when he played us. I mean, he was terrible last night. I mean, the Rams, 
you know, made him look ordinary. I mean, we it basically did. revived his career against us, you know, <laughs> just being able to make those easy completions in those big holes in this zone defense we keep running. So I just want to see guys fly around, make plays on the ball, you know, win on third down, be stronger in gap discipline and tackle better. You know, can we get a better defensive performance this week is what I'm looking for. Great way to put it. Can can we get it get it fucking done? <laughs> Period. Ah oh, man. Uh Kev, offensive side of the football, what do we need to do to smack a dirty bird in the mouth? Yeah, well, one thing that we need to do is that we need to definitely uh, duplicate the pass protection uh, that we had against uh, the Atlanta Falcons the mm -hmm. um, first time around. Uh, that was something that that um that was what a uh, what week what week five if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, I think we uh, I think Teddy was clean for that game, so that would be something I would like for us to. Uh, be able to duplicate and um, do again. Um, also, what I would like to see is uh, I would like to see us uh, come out and just really, you know, run the ball down their damn throat. Uh, you know, the remnants of this um, hurricane is pushing through, plus to be blowing through. So they're calling for it to be 80% chance of rain yep. on, on Thursday night. So, uh, you know, as someone that played in the trenches, this 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 what I want, old slop fest. Where it's just gut and grind it out, you know, just you know, big boy against big boy. Let's let's play in the mud. Let's get dirty here. That, you know, that that would be something that I would like to see our offensive line do because when you look at the personnel, um, you know, that we're going up against, you know, outside mm -hmm. of Grady Jarrett on the, on the defensive line, there's really no one that I ain't gonna say they don't have talent, but no one that's so far this year that's been, you know, any type of threat. And I know that they're looking to come up for some payback. You know, their fans, you know, been tweeting and chirping about it. Uh, so from an offensive point of view, I'm, I would like for us to just pretty much come out here and just punch them in the mouth, like show them what it's like to have a ball ran down their throat like they did to us in Atlanta. Um, you know, that would be something I would like to do and, and allow that to, you know, set up play action where we can take advantage of their uh, take advantage of their secondary, which – you know, since they got a couple of players back, you know, have been playing um, a little bit better. You mm -hmm. know, their their first round pick, uh, uh, the cornerback out of Clemson, um, uh, AJ um, Terrell, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, um, you know, he's someone that's been getting praise as far as uh, playing well lately. Uh, mm -hmm. I think another one, um, what's his name, Ricardo, I believe, uh, their other cornerback. So. Mm -hmm. You know they're they're going to be uh, they're going to be healthier than um, than what they've been um, the last time that we faced them. But you know here you know like I said a week eight that shouldn't be something that uh, that we should concern ourselves about. The bottom line is we have an opportunity to go four and four on a short week and gives ourselves ten days to heal and get some players back and hopefully get them off the COVID list. You know before you know we make that. Uh, you know, big matchup to the defending Super Bowl champs at their place. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, to have a chance to go four and four 
especially with Chris McCaffrey only been able to participate in one full game, uh, would say a lot about this team. So I just look at it as an opportunity for us to really – I would like to see us really run the ball and and to set up play action as a way to take advantage. Uh, the Falcons under Raheem Morris, they seem to be more aggressive. So I like to see us, you know, take advantage of that aggression and and to really catch them with their – "Quote unquote pants down per se, mm-hmm. um, with certain schemes that they do, um, but uh, you know if if the mother nature is going to do what it's going to, how they say it's going to do, you know just this, this game just needs to be really simple. It's about as, as me and Larry as I'd like to say, you know, take care of the business in the trenches. Everything else will fall into place. So um, true story. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's rumors of McCaffrey possibly. May have a chance because he was designated to uh, return. So that means any time between now and the next 21 days, uh, he could come back. And as of right now, we only have 50 players on our roster. So wow. he would, uh, yeah. So he would definitely, he would definitely have a uh, opening here. But uh, as we discussed earlier, keeping him on a pitch count, particularly if, if the if the field conditions are not going to be at their best or ideal, mm-hmm. is something that I would suggest. And if the weather is bad. Coming off a high sprain, I would sit his ass down, and we'll we'll see you out in KC. Absolutely. I, I don't think, and Tim, uh, I mean, you're you're someone that deals with um, uh, the you know the body, the high ankle sprain coming back in the rain. I don't think that's ideal, especially with someone that likes to plant and cut and all that stuff. I, I don't think that'll be a, a a good thing for for McCaffrey, right? Precisely. Absolutely not. Yeah. You don't want to especially strong, powerful lateral movement pushing off. And, yeah, bro, you don't want to reaggravate that shit. And you're not going to have a solid surface to uh, to plant on on that um, accord either. So, yeah, totally agree with you on that, bro. Yeah, totally agree. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so for me, uh, you know, we can just – this game can be – Simple as punched in the mouth or punched him in the mouth first, punch in the mouth early, and punch him in the mouth often. Uh, we we don't have to make this complicated. It's going to be a short week. Uh, probably players probably not going to be really doing any pads popping until the game Thursday. Probably mm-hmm. just going to be a bunch of walkthroughs, you know, uh, done today and tomorrow, and you know, leading up to the game. And um, I just see this as a chance for us to still have somewhat of control of of what to do. If we can go four and four, then I'm going to start thinking this team could have a chance to possibly have a winning record this year. I had said before the season start, absolute best case is nine and seven. I'm willing to believe that at four and four more than I would at three and five. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just for the simple plain fact is we simply do not like the Atlanta Falcons. At and all. And a chance to finally give them the broom after they've been bragging about how they didn't swept us the last two seasons in 2018 and 2019. I would love to start off the uh, the rule era with the sweep of the Atlanta Falcons. Let's let's go ahead and help them get closer uh, to that that first overall pick. So let's help the Falcons out with better better in their draft positions by dropping another L in their column. You know that's no that's that's how we want to help them out. No doubt, no doubt. I love it. Let's get it, man. Sick of tidy damn dirty ass birds. Old scoundrel birds. Anyway, bunch of scavengers. 
All right. So, um, yeah, folks, be on the lookout again Thursday night football. Um, be prepared. Be prepared. We're either going to see a rebound team that's not going to make a lot of mistakes or, you know, as Kevin mentioned, the uh, the elements are going to make it extremely interesting. And uh, yeah, who knows, man? I know one thing, those, those damn, you know, rain games, man, those mud bowls, there's a lot of turnovers in those games, man. A lot of a lot of loose balls, flo- you know, flying around and shit like that. And you you throw the wind and end with that that particular situation. And throwing the football is almost, she's yeah yeah. It's, it's gonna be interesting. If we don't if we don't stop Gurley, it's gonna be a long night. That's a fact, Jack. So, yeah. Here we go, folks. Week eight, Panther football. We we three and four though. With three and four, if if you thought we we would have three wins by by this point in the season, uh, back in June or, or May, you're lying. <laughs> Don't be a lie. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. Yeah, man. Was, this this team is coming along though, man. I, I'm 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 extremely comfortable with the coaching staff. That was that was my primary worry. I'm 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 very comfortable with them, man. I, I, how you think the coaching staff is holding up now, Will? I'm impressed with what they've been able to do so far. I mean, you know, Matt Rule will tell you himself, nobody wants to hear a coach make excuses. But, I mean, in this kind of year, I mean, just got to consider, I mean, we have the newest roster in the league, highest roster turnover rate, and these guys have never played with each other. The coaches didn't even get to meet the players until August. Mm. And they were just able to put a team together to go out there and be competitive like this. I mean, it has to give you something to look forward to in that regard. I think Joe Brady, unfortunately, might be doing too well with our offense, that he'll be a hot coaching candidate next year. Yeah, might will. be a one-and-done here in Carolina. But um, I think Phil Snow on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, he's working with what he's working with, man. I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't really – he has a very young talent on defense that he's – you know, he can't get put too much on their plate. He has to – keep his playbook very simple so that they can be good at a few things instead of trying to throw everything at them, make them learn a bunch and have them overthinking and be even worse than what they are. So he's working with what he's got. I think, I mean, statistically, they're not a terrible defense. You know, they just have areas where they got to get better. And that's just trying to get off the field on third downs has to be the focus now. And I think by, and while we say third down, I think, it comes down to the first two when you make it uh, third and manageable. We've got to get opponents out of those situations. So by stopping the run on first down and forcing a second and 12 and, you know, force them into those third and 12s, third and 14s, third and eights, longer conversion attempts, I think you'll see that aspect of the game improve. But as long as they're getting third and one, third and twos, and third and threes, I think those are just become as their offense is on schedule and they're going to be able to make those conversions. So I just think it's things like that, that we feel snow and this defense can address to just take that next step and be better than what they've been. But overall, I mean, I've been pleased with both coordinators and what Matt rule has been able to do with this team. Yeah. yeah. You're here. You're here. Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, um, uh, seems like we've, uh, 
covered all the bases and dotted all the I's and crossed the T's and all that other good stuff. Um, Kev, you want to hit him off with the parting shot? Yeah, first and foremost, as always, thank each and every fan that uh, tunes in and listens to the Four Man Rush podcast, who supports the Four Man Rush on all of our social media accounts. Uh, we're going to always thank you guys because you guys inspire us to put in the time, the work, and the sacrifice to uh, put this content to you in a way that's really not being done elsewhere. So I always want to thank you guys. Um, and, um, you know, we're just, uh, we're just looking forward to, um, you know, seeing this team get to four and four. And, um, you know, be on the lookout for, you know, our latest All-22 that'll be uh, happening, uh, which happens every Wednesday night uh, shortly after 9 o'clock. Um, definitely look forward to doing that as well. Um, you know, showing you guys the the details of what went right or what went wrong with uh, with uh, key points in the game. So that's something we look forward to doing with you guys every Wednesday night. And of course, catches every post game. And we'll have a we'll be doing post game this Thursday night as well. Yep. So um, after the game is over, you know, come back and holler at us and. Uh, Hopefully we'll be uh we'll be having some hot sauce on them dirty birds we <laughs> hopefully a little, a little bit a little bit of that coleslaw on mine man you know a little, a little bit a little bit you know what I'm saying you know yeah <laughs> oh man yeah uh we the uh, post game show we're gonna we're gonna um we're gonna go live a little early probably the last minute of the game. Um, you know, normally uh, on Sundays, you know, it's, it's normally an hour, hour and a half after the game is over. Um, but Thursday, we're going to be on towards the end of the game. So you guys make sure you subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Not not because we're being greedy, but just so you can get that little notification when we go live. So you guys will hop on here and share your thoughts. It's just that simple. Dig it, baby. <laughs> All right, folks. Once again, thanks thanks to you all so much for joining us for the Four Man Rush podcast. On behalf of Kevin and Will and myself um, and the rest of the Four Man Rush crew, obviously, um, we wish you guys um, safe travels and uh, uh, a good bill of health and all the other good stuff during this COVID situation. Please wash your hands, stay healthy. Um, there's a spike going on across the country in COVID cases. Because people are being stupid about things. I'm just saying, do not be stubborn. Do not. Dil- diligence, discipline will get you through this entire situation. You'll be looking back like, ha, remember that shit? <laughs> right on. And we will be right Wear here with you. Wear your damn mask, people. Wear your damn mask. Tell them, Kevin. It. They are saying that people simply just consistently wear their masks that we can prevent about 180,000 deaths. I mean, it's really that damn simple wear the mask stay the hell away don't be all in these parties and gatherings and you know this yeah that's 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 it it's, it's really that simple just that simple just, just wear the mask man you know just, just cover up it's that simple just that simple whether you're listening to this podcast in the morning, afternoon, in the evening you should listen to what Kevin says wear your fucking mask and as always <laughs> Keep pounding, baby. (laughs) And that's a clear. (laughs) Word up to the bird up.
I'm going to tear them birds up. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man. If we can go four and four, that'd be so good. When's our bye? Uh, our actual... 13. 13, wow. Yeah, I think we got one of the latest dates uh, for the bye this season, if I'm not mistaken. Well, they better hope we're not in the playoff run because we can we take a bye week, get some fresh legs going those last couple of games. Uh-oh. Might be in the hunt. This next stretch will make or break. This next stretch makes or break this year. I mean, tomorrow is big because we got Kansas City and Tampa Bay back-to-back. That Tampa I mean, you look defense, at a three man. and seven, that's gonna be tough. Sure is. Mm. Yeah, three and seven bring out them tank for Trevor fans back, but uh I think Trevor gonna uh, I think he'll pull an Andrew Luck. I think he's gonna go back to <laughs> he's <laughs> he's gonna gonna go Jets back. game. You know they at home watching them Jets games like this is where I'm gonna be next year. Right? <laughs> nah, coach, you don't need you don't need to recruit no quarterback. I'm gonna be here. I got you. Unless he, can be, unless he pulls an Eli Manning. Supposedly better. What? What? Mm. Wow. Interesting. You don't say. Mm-hmm. Well, all I know is we got a franchise quarterback. That's all I know. Teddy Yeah, Dines. what is like, um, what, fifth in passing yards, Will? Teddy is right now? Yeah, yeah, fifth in yards, top two, top three in completion percentage. I mean, you gotta get the touchdowns up. That'll go up once we start getting McCaffrey back in that red zone. Mm-hmm. Man, the receivers I mean, running right down routes. Weapon, I mean, the touchdowns go up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Man. Oh Dan Shane, Cam gone, and we still talking about routes. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, I like how DJ responded though. Oh man, yeah, he, he was dialed game, in that bro. game. He was dialed in. Yeah, like a totally different player. The team's the key on Robbie now, putting their best corner on him. So now DJ and Curtis Samuel coming out eating. Eating. Word up. Word up. And Robbie's still getting his. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, man. It, what? That's the best corner? <laughs> yeah, all right. Robbie acting a fool out there, man. Word up. I love it. I love it. Why, right, gents? Hey, I ain't got no problem with the offense. Defense yeah, man. It's just got me hot. Shit. Defense, bro. It's the linebacker core is just... The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. 
Thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 